It's time for The Drive's Top 5 at 5. Quitting time on your Friday. Congratulations, you have made it. Another weekend is here. We start things off fan-run style. It's the top five at five. Here's Tucker Harlan. Thank you, Russell. At number one, Tennessee heads west to take on Vanderbilt tomorrow in Memorial Gym. Tip-off is at six. The game airs on SEC Network. Dave Neal, John Sunvold on the call. FanDuel has Tennessee as a 15-and-a-half point favorite. Come take your medicine, Fandy. You owe a debt. We ain't forgot last year. You owe a any, debt. Any nerves about this one? I'm not sure. It's it's Fandy. As soon as you turn it on and you see that funky floor and yeah. the gym. And I, uh, I, I think we should win. I think we should handle them. Like I told Joshy Boy, I think our guys are going to be up for it. There's no way I feel like. I cannot believe that number is so big. Like, that's huge. I thought nine and a half, maybe ten and a half. Yeah. I mean, it's, fifteen I mean, and but a if half. You, if you just take your Tennesseeness out of it and you just take a look at these two teams, on one hand, you've got Tennessee, who's got one of the best players in all of college basketball. Yep. Up to three in Kimpom. One of the, I'd put him in top, what, top ten big men in the game. You got a really good team. And then you got Vanderbilt. Who stinks? I mean, they can't play dead in a western. Yeah, we we need to go out there and, and grind them up. Yeah, make I them agree. lick the white dog poo. It's free for all. The younger guys getting plenty of minutes. Just tomorrow. dunks and oops. What, uh, Freddie buckets. They put him out in front of the media today. They did. It's interesting. Yeah, you trying to tell us something. It's fascinating. Maybe guy. he's going to get a little a uh, little more run. I hope so, man. I, I mean, like, we, uh, yeah. Imagine if that guy like. I just don't turned want him. It on, I, I just on. don't want him to not get any minutes and then go in the portal because that's what guys do yeah. now. Because I do think like if he, go, he he's going to average fifteen a night somewhere at some point. He's yeah, I want he's it to that be skilled. Here. I, I I don't want to have that conversation for two years. Like, oh, Freddie went off again for NC State last night. No, we got We got to figure out a way to keep him happy. So. At number two, Baltimore Ravens tight end Mark Andrews was activated off IR today, providing a major boost for the AFC's number one seed heading into the AFC championship game. He's been sidelined since injuring his left ankle during the 34-20 win over the Cincinnati Bengals in the middle of November. So I'm one of those, what do they call it, the hip, hip, is it hip tossed, whatever tackle? Hip, uh, hip, hip drop. drop. Hip drop tackle. I'm uh, tired of the Chiefs, man. Oh, the Ravens put them out. Did you watch? Uh, was it just called the quarterback on Netflix? Quarterback. Yeah, yeah he did. did you watch I that? Didn't. I came out actually liking Mahomes a lot. I didn't have anything against him, but I, I actually liked him. Yeah. Russell in the past on this show on air, pretty uh, scathing, vociferous in his feelings about uh, Brittany Mahomes and Mahomes. Oh yeah, Jackson Mahomes is awful too. He's terrible. Yeah, an all-time meltdown. His I did. Yes. Yeah, we've got that got audio is pulled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd like to hear that. I would. Too. It wasn't your finest moment. Ah, how bad could it be? His family's kind of you can play unbearable. Yeah, Patrick like it, Mahomes with Joe Burrow. Like I don't mind Patrick Mahomes the player. It's 
this family that uh, yeah, it's the entourage. Stand. It's like yeah. oh, just enough like the, already. It, it's just the definition of living off. Of yeah, I mean, I, he's he's a fantastic player. It's not just him or or Brittany or anything. I'm just tired. I like. The Ravens are a good. They they've been quietly so good this year, and it feels like, you know, sometimes it's just your turn. Yeah, feels like it might be Lamar's turn. Well, his turn. He's got John Harbaugh. Has been there. I mean, the Ravens went thirteen and four. It's a good club. Yeah, like they're they're, they're solid, legit. They're the most solid team this year. For and sure. Andrews got hurt. What like midway through the season? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So get, getting him back, that's gonna be huge. At number three, Detroit Lions tight end Sam Laporta is good to go for the NFC Championship in San Francisco. He suffered a knee injury in the Lions' victory over the Vikings in the season finale. Interesting note on that injury report for the Lions. Hendon Hooker is questionable Questionable with a tooth injury. What? I wonder if that goes back to when he got those teeth knocked out against Alabama three years ago down there. Surely not. You never know. I mean, it's strange you, when you get your teeth knocked loose like that, or knocked out and put back in. Like, you very rarely do they. It's very hard for them to. It, so that wouldn't surprise me, Houston. I disagree. Sounds like a man who needs to make a visit to Knoxville. Smiles, Doctor Costa. Is he their backup? Yeah, if Teddy's not there. Is he there two there? or there three? Should either be one of those. They they want him to fill in for Goff eventually, is what it felt like when they drafted him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Tucker, so. we realize yes that either Teddy Bridgewater or Hendon Hooker it sounds like it's one's two and one's. Three. I would I would think in in an NFC Championship game, if it something to happens to Goff and and Bridgewater is available, he's going. I in. think so too. Yeah, Bridgewater's still on the roster, so active. Just like how we just keep peppering you with these questions. <laughs> Why don't you, don't you know, know everything about the Lions roster, Tucker? I just got through praising your professionalism end of last hour, and here you are just making me look like a fool. <clears throat> Carry on. Sad. <laughs> At number four, uh, both the NFL Conference Championship games are this weekend. Uh, they got the Chiefs playing the Ravens at 3 p.m. on CBS Sunday. Baltimore a four-point favorite currently. Lions play the 49ers on Fox. That's at 6.30 p.m. And the 49ers are a touchdown favorite. Forty-niners is that that's the other one I, I don't want to see. I don't want to see the 49ers play the Chiefs again. Yeah. I mean, good for Juwan and Trey if they get in, but it is kind of exhausting at this point. You know that's what the NFL wants for sure. Oh yeah. 49ers yeah. Chiefs? Yeah. They don't want. I figured they yeah. want Baltimore, San Fran. You don't think the the Lions? They feel like that's a feel good story. It's not about feel good. It's about audience. And I just think the more 49ers, Chiefs, fans? Niners. Yeah, it's a good fan base. And finally, at number five, a 26 year old Indian man has been arrested after allegedly masquerading as his girlfriend so he could take an exam in her stead. Oh, what is this? Uh, SEC football, ACC, ACT. Uh, conspiracy or something? So, um, he was attempting to take a recruitment test for his girlfriend who had previously failed the test, which was a prerequisite for her to become a healthcare worker in India. Oh, that's that's really what you want somebody cheating on. So to, <laughs> Something to do with being yeah. a healthcare worker. To deceive yeah. test officials, the undercover lover shaved his facial hair, applied makeup, and dressed up in women's clothing. It's like a Monty Python sketch room. gone awry. 
So this guy went as far as to forge his girlfriend's voter card, ID card, and 12-digit unique identity number. Uh, How'd he get caught? So these guys, the, the, the exam officials grew suspicious after noticing that his face did not match the picture of the man on the application form. The man on the application form? The woman on the application okay. form, rather. It grew suspicious yeah. when uh, they walked in the restroom. He was standing up to pee. Yeah. yeah. So the authorities sub- subsequently ran his girlfriend's biometrics and discovered that they didn't, quote, match the ones kept on records. Um, excuse me, ma'am. This doesn't look like you in the picture. What are you talking about? That's me. Well, it's clearly me. You have an Adam's apple, and it's not in the picture. <laughs> are you assuming my gender? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my gender. Thank you, Tucker. That is the top five <laughs> at five. Brought to you by Knoxville Smiles. Check them out online, knoxvillesmiles.com, to make your appointment today. The Egyptian Football Association. This is um, you're, soccer. You're make- oh, okay. Soccer news, the Egyptian Football Association. They're, the Africa Cup of Nations is going on right now. It's a mm-hmm. big tournament. Mm-hmm. All the different African teams play. And uh, the Egyptian Football Association has drawn attention to itself for – Sacrificing a cow in a bid to bring the team more luck at the Cup of Nations. Team spokesman Mohamed Murad told the AP today the Federation killed the cow and distributed the meat to needy people in Cairo the day before. Egypt, who have yet to win a game, play Congo DR in the round of 16 in San Pedro on Sunday. The team's flight from... Abidjan to San Pedro was delayed for an hour today, in case you were wondering. Is I know this, you were. Is this the same tournament where uh, the Ghana team would not take yes. questions from reporters and they literally had to stand around the bus to protest it? You better uh, be careful when you're talking about Ghana, my friend. <laughs> Could you find Ghana on a map? Yes, it's in Western Africa. Kind of around the curve down here. Mm-hmm. I grew up with a dude from Ghana. Egypt's campaign has been hit by injuries. The Pharaohs lost star Mohamed Salah to a hamstring injury in their second group game. But uh, maybe killing this cow. I'm just picturing, is this like a ritual sacrifice, like at the end of Apocalypse Now, some dude runs up well, on they it. They shared a- the meat with needy people. I don't, I mean, ah. happens hundreds of times a day. I mean, maybe that's what Rick Barnes and the boys need to do tomorrow. Find a cow and... Slay that sucker. Slit its throat. <sniffs> Distribute the meat to needy Nashvillians. Mm. Which they got a problem down there. I, like, I don't know if you... I know homelessness. Oh, yeah. Really? They're, they're, uh, people just sleep, camped out in sleeping bags in the middle of the street. That was weird when I was in New York. There wasn't a lot of it where I was staying, but... Oh, yeah. They'll just rack but, out right you, there on the sidewalk. You found the areas? Well, yeah, because I mean, I was—I basically walked all over, walked all over, man. Eventually, you come across them. Yeah, there'd be somebody just laid out there, like underneath, like a pot. I mean, it's one chick. She—I don't know. I she had like a whole bed made and stuff. Buddy of mine from back home once got in a fight with one of those homeless people in Nashville. He's really? working a valet job, and I think the homeless person went up to another woman and. Tried to start the fight, and then he had to yank the guy off and did not end well for the homeless person. Mm. Beat up a homeless man, huh? That's that's real uh, but, uh, high class. Yeah. 
but the, the homeless man was attacking an innocent woman, so. Well, I mean, you had yeah, it coming. At that point. You yeah. got to be careful with this, baby. You get yourself into something really, you can get in over your head quick. One of those people. Yeah? Yeah. You ever worked downtown in Knoxville? Had to deal with any of them? Actually, yeah, I did for a while. Oh, yeah. ESPN 1180 was on uh, South uh, Central Street. That's exactly where I'm talking about. Head on a swivel down there. It's right near where Cody got mugged. Yeah. I had one accuse me of uh, not liking him because he was homeless. I had to point out to him, no, it had nothing to do with him being homeless. He was an a-hole. <laughs> that's why I hate you. Why, why did you hate him if he was just homeless? Because he, he would come in and, and steal drinks from people and food. and He was a thief. Hmm. Hmm. I don't like thieves. I worked with a dude down there like, if if they were honest with him when they asked him for money, I was standing out there with him in front of in front of the place one night, and this, this dude walked up and he goes, "Look, man, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm looking to get ten dollars because I want to get blanked up tonight." Mm. And my buddy I worked with, Hot Rod, I mean, he just pulled out his wallet. He goes, "You know what? Honesty is the best policy." <laughs> That's basically what he said. Hey, man, what it is is my girlfriend's kid is is got. I don't want to hear the, it. the sore throat. The and car we just broke need some down. gas money yeah. to get uh, yeah. up the road. You can, let me hold five dollars. This guy was like, I just want, I just want to get messed up tonight. So he gave him ten bucks. Next thing we know, yeah, probably got him three or four old English. Bear, can you name one of the three countries that borders Ghana? I'm gonna go uh, Iberia or Liberia. What? It? No. It's close, but no. No, I'm not even. Gonna, I mean, there's so many countries, and my African geography is. Not great. Nigeria? Togo. Togo. Okay. Nigeria is two over. That's Togo, Russell. It's over there in Africa. Burkina Faso. Mm-hmm. Some good footballers come out of there. And the Ivory Coast. They have distance runners? Is it uh, Kenya? I think Kenya does. Kenya's Kenya does. Distance. Is Ivory Coast the country with, like, like really bad stuff has happened there? Well, I think a lot of bad stuff. Like... Wasn't there a movement by African Americans at some point in the no, like, that, after the no, to go that, back? That's Liberia. That's, Li- Liberia. that's Liberia. Yeah, and because the Liberian flag looks yeah. very similar to our flag. Tim- Timothy Weah, who plays for the United States national team, like his dad was president of Liberia at one point, I believe. George Weah, who's a, a great football player himself, soccer. Anytime player. I think of Ivory Coast, I think of Drogba. Didier Drogba. Didier Drogba. La 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 la. Elite. Hmm. Quick timeout. The drive continues. It's Fan Run Radio. You want to jump in? Tennessee basketball on the road at Vanderbilt. I don't know why I put the southern accent on Vanderbilt. You nailed it, it, though. Seemed like a good time to pull it out. Vanderbilt. 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 All those Vandy rednecks you always come across, yeah, man. So Just many. the worst. Yeah. 865-546-8200. A couple lines available if you want to jump in. 546-8200. Back with more right after this. The Drive. Fan Run Radio, The Drive continues. Minor Tennessee coaching note. This is real inside football. 
Matt Zenitz reporting the Jacksonville Jaguars are expected to hire Tennessee defensive analyst Corey Robinson as its cornerbacks coach. So I, I remember talking about this guy this past offseason. Like he he came to Tennessee from he was the Saints, I think DB's coach. Uh, he, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Prolific NFL experience. And it, it was it was kind of an odd fit. It's like, well, sure. Yeah, not? but yeah, NFL experience as an analyst, like can't hurt. But I mean, so now he's back to the NFL. Yeah, as, as the cornerbacks coach for the Jaguars, like that's that's a good gig, you know. Guy, obviously, that's going to piss some people off <laughs> that we let him go to the Jags and we're going to keep and Willie and we let this guy go. <laughs> Guarantee. Those analyst gigs are important, man. Yeah, what, like, what was his deal? Did he need like a rehabilitation year type thing, or was it just, hey, I'm getting paid by somewhere else, just? I, I Give think me a gig. It, it sounds like we're paying those guys pretty good now. I, I don't know what that means, but I mean, it used to be, I think the grad assist, you would have the like grad assistants would basically work for free. You might get like $5,000, but yeah. you get your school paid for sure. and, and you're going to grad school. And then like the quality control guys would make like 20 grand a year. Oof. Like it, it was not. And I, I think they've bumped that up because I've heard the aforementioned chop coach chop. Mm-hmm. Over there, like I've heard, they take care of him, Good. like probably six figures ish for a analyst position. It's not a you're not an on field coach or something like that. So and and he's fine by me. Yeah, he's an important guy. Evidently, say, like he's no. He's, I saw a recruit tweet out a picture of him on their visit. It was like, oh, thanks to Coach Chop for stopping by. And I was like, who? But now I know. I mean, should at at this point when we're talking about redoing the way we do college football and uh, the way we compensate the players and everything, you know, used to have the nine assistants. That's gone up to ten. At a certain point, do you just get rid of the limits and say, "Listen, like if if you want to hire Coach Chop and one's a defensive tackles coach and Garner's a defensive ends coach, and you do it like the NFL, the NFL, you've got like." 20 full-time assistants and then those guys have each have full-time assistants yeah but uh, I, I know it's like a limit in title but what did napier have at florida like 50 60 <laughs> oh, 70 yeah. guys yeah the game changer coordinators yeah it's like but not all those guys are making well, bank. Yeah. A, a bunch of I have a feeling like that, a couple and, of those guys are here. We'll pay you, you know, fifteen grand this year, you know, Mister. And if it graduate. goes well yeah. next year, we'll really take care yeah, of it. Yeah, and you just sit here. We're going to lock you in this dungeon, and you're going to watch special teams film all day. Yeah. That's your job. And then you're going to go to away games. You're going to film you get to, the yeah. opposing team sidelines. <laughs> yeah. But you get to put on your resume that sure, I was, sure. uh, yeah. you know, assistant coach with the Florida Gators for a year. I have an update on Debo Samuel. Yes, I just saw that. Please, he will play. Well, there you go. Seems pretty big. Completely off the injury report as of today. Completely off? He's good to go. Like you said. See what happens when one of Dan Campbell's boys takes a bite out of his kneecap getting up. Those guys are nuts. His guys are. He's likable, man. I like Dan Campbell. He's a big weirdo. He's a big meathead weirdo. He's like a little bit less in, less in control than like Vrabes to me. Basically the same guy. Yeah, but he's way just out there compared to Vrabes. He's like like you said, less Vrabes. in control. Yeah. 
but fun. It's interesting, man, because when that guy got that job, I think most people saw that introductory press conference. You know how I love introductory press conferences. You do love you some in- introductory press conferences. Right? His, his was kind of a train wreck. Oh. What is it was, well, it was entertaining because yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. said all this goofy stuff, but I think most fans and media people are well, this this guy's not a head coach. It's weird though because it's Detroit, right? And I feel like in certain NFL markets, like the coach does not have to represent the fan base. But in Detroit, it plays. It's like a college type atmosphere. And they were just like, Yeah, this guy, he gets it. He's us. And now I, he's winning. Now, I, you know. I think they were so just over whatever they yeah, have been. That's probably true. They're <laughs> they're willing to buy into whatever, but I mean, I, I, generally speaking, I don't think that's what you want. Like if uh, our guy had gotten up there yesterday in Nashville and started ranting about biting people's kneecaps off and you know bloodied faces and all this stuff, I, I would have been. It. You'd have loved no, it. I, I don't think so, man. All right. I don't think so. That, that is generally – can you think of anybody that compares to him just in terms of meatheadedness, recent coach? I mean, there's a little bit of a Pruitt vibe. Yeah, Campbell. honestly, he was one of the ones that came up. I remember I was on a plane for Pruitt's introductory press conference. So I had to go back and watch it. Must champ. No, you know who Campbell he's reminds more, me he's of? He's a little more polished than I thought remember he would Remember that be. crazy-ass coach the 49ers had? Um, oh, God, he played for the Bears. Um, Singletary? Yeah. Can't win with them. Campbell and Singletary, that's, to me, that's about as good a comp as I can come up with as far as temperament. And- Is Harbaugh the perfect me- uh, mixture of egghead and meathead? Ooh. He might be. I don't know, guys. I- I'm telling you now. I keep telling you. I-, I need to send you some links to some of these things. The more I watch it, Jim Harbaugh's certifiable. Yeah. Like, I'm just that's, talking that's about. That's the meathead part. Uh, it's beyond meathead. No, he he's a big weirdo. Huge. I, I mean, again, I, I don't know, but, you know, holding your brother underwater and, until the point where he thinks this is it, I'm going to die and Jim's going to spend the rest of his life in jail. That's a little far out there over the edge, man. He is the perfect mix of whatever it is. Uh, dude's a winner. Whole damn family's winners. He's older than John, right? By a few years? I think so. Yeah. It's weird. Because John is John's not normal. nearly as big yeah. as him. He's John's pretty fiery, though. He can be. John's not I'm, the weirdest thing he ever did. And anybody can, I'm sure everybody's seen it. Like when Peyton was on his tryout tour and he went out to San Fran. Damn Harbaugh, he like suited up. Challenged like, him to a throwing contest. Yeah. I don't know, man. Get getting into it with Jim Schwartz after that game. That yeah, was that weird. was weird. Getting, it, getting into it with Carroll and the way like when he gets into it, like these guys are trying to engage him, and he won't look him in the eye, and he's just like talking smack, but he's looking off in, into into space. It's so strange. Yeah. Well, Jim Schwartz really didn't like that. Like Pete Carroll's super super engaging guy. Like he comes up to him after that the USC Stanford thing, and he he's just like, hey, what what's your deal, man? And Harbaugh, first of all, he's like a foot taller than him, and he's like looking straight over. Him, he's like, what's your deal? 
As, and he's like walking away. It's like, wait a minute, buddy. We're trying to have a conversation. Like, stop and like, let's yeah. talk. And he's like, no. What's your deal? Yeah, no. I mean, Pete Carroll's down to earth gay. Hey, the hell's your problem, man? <laughs> What's your problem? Let's let's work this out now. This which is, is real the- rich coming from Pete Carroll, who was no like always hanging fifty burgers on people and just oh sure. The- stuffing out of teams at yeah. USC and he wants to get his panties in a wad because he got some of his own medicine that's pretty rich I, I do want to start a grassroots uh, movement they need to give Reggie Bush's damn Heisman trophy back you want to start that who cares yeah <laughs> by, by, started. by they need to start like who who is they who needs to start this I mean, damn USC fans do they don't care they're like uh, the Florida Gators of the West what the hell with Reggie Bush and to hell with the Heisman Trophy. Uh, why do you care? I don't care about his Heisman Trophy. He's still probably the best player I've ever seen play football. You really since they screwed Peyton over. It's just... I just... You know, that and the whole USC Pete Carroll thing, man. Like, I've oh, they've got the... All the thing, the helmet and everything. And it's just... It's lame, man. Like their best player ever was a is, is a known murderer. Whoa, that's true. They've though. got like I was Pete say, Carroll. What, he disagree. <laughs> no. Pete Carroll is like, oh, I'm I'm this hippy dippy guy and everything. Oh, loves you cheated. Players. You got your program on probation, then you jetted, and nobody calls him on it. Yeah, no, he skated, man. It's bull crap. He came and took Lane Kiffin from us. Yeah, yeah, led to it, and he went out there and did nothing. Got fired on the tarmac. No, I, I just I've never liked USC. I've never really respected you know them. Has, I think it's a phony program, phony fans. Yeah, the only things cool is like the song girls and the sweater. That's pretty cool. But yeah, pretty other cool. than that, you know, nothing. who has zero respect for Pete Carroll. Beast mode. Uh, Have you seen the story where after yeah. the, like really as soon as that Super Bowl ended. When the interception one against the mm-hmm, Patriots, mm-hmm. he said as he was as he was running off the field, he said he got in Carroll's face and just laughed at him. He cost us the Super Bowl. So, sounds like that locker room got. You oh had some yeah, characters in there because you had Marshawn Sherman, Sherman, and they yeah. all hated everyone. Hated Russell Wilson. Everybody oh, yeah. hated Russell Wilson, and they doesn't sound like they really like Pete Carroll. And it sounds like the rest of the team was really really tight, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, then it got weird course. with Carroll when he kept promoting his sons, and they're like, "These guys don't know what they're doing. They're not doing anything. They're wasting space." It had run its course. They they won their Super Bowl. Went to another one. I mean, they they did their thing. They it, cheated it, to beat Peyton, though. That was that stupid year that. Roderick Dillon's idiots decided to put the damn Super Bowl in New York in January. Did they cheat to beat Peyton? I've heard for years that they had all of the audibles and signals. They somehow got them. And so that's why literally really? the Broncos could do I've never heard this. nothing. Uh, but I believe. The rat bastards. Peyton screwed again. I just chalked it up to them forcing poor Peyton in his catastrophic the one year we the one year we're gonna play the Super Bowl outside in sub freezing temperatures. What was the final of that game? Forty three to eight. Yeah, I was gonna say easily the worst Super Bowl I've ever seen in my life. And it was because every time he would audible, they'd just be like twelve. They do the plays. Well, because I knew the first play of that game that like the snap went over Peyton's head or something, right? Yeah. So it was a bad omen. Bad omen. That's really bad if you're Peyton Manning and coming off all the surgeries he had had and 
the Legion of Boom and the that was the year he like tore up the record books, right? Yeah. 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 Because when he won the Super Bowl with the the Broncos next year, yeah. Because Callahan, Cali. Yeah, he was he was hurt like half the season. That defense just you know so good did its thing with Von Miller and all those guys. Our boy Cali coached him through it. Maybe he can coach Will Levis like that. I think Cali was pretty much the water boy that year, but I'll I'll, I'll allow the Important narrative to water. Hey, yeah. Hey, Mike McDaniel was a, a ball boy or a water boy for the Broncos? One of the two. Some very important. What Broncos era is this? Is this the late '90s Super Bowls? I think it was after that. I saw. Trail you follow old time football on Twitter? Yeah. I saw it yesterday. Like, this is the first thing I saw when I woke up. It said uh, it was like the 1987 Super Bowls, the one, the Rose Bowl with Phil Sims and the, against yeah. the Broncos, and I'm thinking. Oh man, it's my that was my first Super Bowl that I remember watching, and that's in on old time football. Uh, it's okay. Blink one eighty two is on oldie stations now. What's, so it's what just... was weird <laughs> is uh, Mark Nagy commented on it, but it was like the first Bengals Super Bowl. It was this video, and he didn't realize Mark didn't realize that Craig Pookie was like very very underrated and lost to history all time great Tennessee linebacker. And the goal line stand that the San Francisco 49ers put on against the Bengals in that Super Bowl was led by two Tennessee guys, Craig Pookie and Hacksaw Reynolds. And they kept the Bengals out of the end zone. Who it, was that? Was Assassin quarterback? Uh, no, I think it was Ken Anderson. Uh, Old ass Ken Anderson. That, that was a that was a year or two before I became yeah. Super Bowl conscious. That was when I f- was around the time I was really starting up. what's the first super bowl you remember tucker oh this this is gonna piss me off here we go um the helmet catch oh my god <laughs> tyree David tyree yeah that's your first oh super bowl god. oh my god. i don't even want to say my the one that i was most conscious for i think yes. that was my senior year of high school you want to know what, mine what was that like oh nine or so oh eight, seven. Oh, seven. wow you ready for this Hold on, I'm going to guess. Was it Jim Plunkett? Terry Bradshaw. It was a Terry Bradshaw, Before wasn't it? Tra- Terry Bradshaw. Really? Before Bradshaw? It was... Uh, David Hapsu, uh, Stahlbach? Larry Zonka? That was around the same time. I remember Larry Zonka. First okay. Super Bowl I distinctly remember, Bart John Star. Madden was the coach for the Oakland Raiders. Uh, okay. And they beat the Vikings. Bud Grant. Yeah, that's uh, Stabler, Bolitnikoff. They, they went to the uh, NFC Championship... Four years in a row, Minnesota did. That was back when – I'm telling you, Minnesota's stupid. If they got home field advantage throughout the playoffs, back, they were going to the Super Bowl. Four years in a row, they played this outdoor stadium, yeah. and they had home field throughout. Yeah, that must have been tough, man. And you go up there and play in like five feet of snow, and it was like 50 below zero. I was watching uh, the Kelsey brothers today. They, they were – YouTube clips. They were talking about – uh, Travis was talking about playing in that game against the Dolphins when it was oh so cold yeah and yeah he, and <laughs> he said there was one guy who put because dudes were sticking hot packs everywhere right and he said one guy put like he put a sock on and then put a hot pack on the top of his foot and then put another sock on and then like wore his shoes and he said when he took his shoes off after the game he had a blister blisters on both feet the size of a golf ball. From those hot pads. Yeah. Yeah, you got to be careful with those things. 
Do you not see where Ezekiel Elliott said earlier in the season? He said, growing up, you know, you always, it, I always wanted to play in a snow game. It looked really fun. And then I, he played yeah, not, one of those really cool. bad ones. He was like, yeah, it uh, wasn't as good as I had it, had it imagined in my head. Those guys are nuts, man. Yeah, they are. Hey, we do have some breaking news. Let's go to Ooh. the Fan Run Breaking News Desk. Oh, my God. I'm glad. He's been sitting on this for, like, hours. What are you doing? Hold on. I'm just going to go say. just a damn minute. I want to save some electricity. I'm going to go turn the transmitter off because it's not going to affect the ratings I want you to sit over there and just sit over there and be quiet, okay? Like most of our audience, We've had a serious, serious incident today in Cortina. It's in Italy. Michaela Schifrin. Most decorated uh, women's downhill skier on the planet um, <sighs> crashed. Uh, I'll turn your mic off, Russell Smith. Don't do this. Uh, she crashed at the top of the run in Cortina, Italy today in a World Cup competition. Russ, I'm being serious, dude. Don't make me do it. Oh, you're being serious. Terrible crash. Flown to a hospital by helicopter. But it looks like. Her ACL and PCL, uh, Houston and Tucker, it does seem intact. Oh, that's good. She's resting comfortably. She has, she is in the hospital. She's obviously not going to be competing the rest of this weekend or next weekend at Cromplots. Cromplots. But they aren't sure if she's going to be able to uh, finish out another champion level season in women's down World Cup downhill. Get well, Michaela. Have you ever seen Michaela? Oh, no. I'm sorry. Are you familiar with Michaela Schifrin? Uh, I I don't know where I am right now. I just went into an altered state and come back. And... She's an American. What are we talking like... about? America? You see, you I like always, America. If this was me, he would have turned around to how I'm a man I'm American. I'm if some, this, if I'm this was me. Bervera if this or... was me. Yeah. You think I, on what planet would I stop our radio show in the drive time hour to talk about Freaking women skiing. If this was me. She's one of America's sweethearts. It's an Olympic year. I mean, not for her sports, but, you she's know, otherwise. 2026. We've got our eye always towards we're, the we're, next We're one. not even talking about the Summer Olympics? No. This is women's downhill what are you World doing? Cup skiing. This is a radio program. we got yes, advertisers. it's a sports radio program with advertisers, Russell. I know this is hard for you to understand, yeah, you Yeah, it's hard head. for me to understand, yes. I mean, Michaela Schifrin, she's like the Michael Jordan of women's downhill skiing. You had, had no idea who that person was until it popped up on your Twitter feed I, half an I hour I beg ago. to differ, sir. I watched the Olympics, not you. I know it's a fraudulent Friday, but come on, man. Take it back. No, Nobody believes you know who that person was. I do. Stay with us. The shocking conclusion of the drive coming up. Speak now, forever hold your peace. 865-546-8200. Your number to go on board. 546-8200. Back to wrap things up right after this. The drive. Are you ready to make your dream? Fan Run Radio, the drive continues wrapping up on a Friday afternoon edition of the show. Getting ready for a big sports weekend. Tennessee basketball tomorrow at 6. So, voluntary reaction activities will commence roughly 
around 8 p.m. tomorrow on the Fan Run Twitter account. Be sure to join myself, Bear, and Davey Hudson of Outkick for another stellar edition. Hopefully tapping that uh, that West End Avenue flavored keg of glory. It is a good one. Kind of tasty. Looking forward to that. Uh, Djokovic, while we're taking the tour of sports nobody cares about. Djokovic out today. It was the first time in six years he hasn't been to the Australian Open final. That's pretty insane. Well, that's going on right now, isn't it? They're going to go on a crazy heat you wave those down blue there. courts, yeah. It's always terrible. Guys playing tennis in 125-degree weather it's out there. Up above 130 out in the bush. Really? Yeah. So Anthony Kim's getting set to come back to golf, maybe. Hmm. I did see that. Is Tiger gonna play in the Masters this year? You think? I would imagine. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's been. He's on track. They finally get his leg and somewhat put back together. Um. Somewhat. Have you seen the pictures where it shows it in that like stocking-like thing? No. I imagine if he if he took that thing off, like I imagine it probably looks very similar to. Um, uh, Alex um, Smith from the Commanders. Yeah, that was yeah, wild. That was bad. Yeah. Well, news about our great state of Tennessee. We are number one in a particular. Uh, I don't. I guess you could call it a vice. See if you guys can guess what we lead the nation in here in, a, in the great in state a of vice? Tennessee. Vice. Yeah. A. a um, a habit, if you will. Any clue, or is that it? That's I, I can't. I can't give you more. I'm sorry. Okay. I can't do it. I mean, I feel like we smoke a lot, drink a lot. I'm sorry. I feel like we eat a lot. I mean, you're on the right track. Cocaine. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I want to say that's a pain, vice or a pain pills. bad habit. It's like a, a criminal. It's illegal activity. Uh, <laughs> you said it's a vice. That's a that's having a vice. Oh, vice is like uh, prostitution. No, no way we're number one in that. Number one in vaping. Oh, that's awful. According to a new Forbes study, 5.8% of adults in America say they smoke e-cigarettes. Attend that a trend that Tennesseans appear to be taking part in more so than people in any other state. According to Forbes' study, Tennessee has the highest rate of e-cigarette usage in the country. Hang the damn banner. <laughs> Hang the damn banner. I'm staring a hole through We're you, We're number buddy. one. Can't see you, bud. Yeah, you can. Nope. I'm never going Mike, to stop. Mike's in the way. Despite their popularity, e-cigarettes, also commonly referred to as vapes, remain controversial with the CDC noting that e-cigarettes are not safe for youth, young adults, and pregnant women. So I guess we're in the clear. <laughs> I'm none of those things. <laughs> ask a, ask a board-certified pulmonary. Ask any doctor. I have. If it's safe. I have. Who, uh, well, who, Dr. Nick from The Simpsons? No, he's a lung doctor in Memphis. There you uh, put that in your pipe and smoke it, or don't just vape. It's probably better for you. No, it's not. I feel like Doctor Bear is very reliable. You don't think, for wait, such oh, information. vaping is better for it's not good for you, but it's better for you than smoking. No, they what? make stop. I'm telling you, you doing? I've heard you're, tell, you're telling me what I'm telling you. I will text him 
One of my doctors is a big fan of the drive. He listens to us. Okay? Mm-hmm. I think he would come on and tell you on give like an honest medical opinion like uh he found out that my my child had gotten caught with one of those one of whatever sticks like you stick in your mouth all the time. Uh those vape sticks. That sounded weird. Uh, quick Google search, worth a Google. According to the CDC, some experts still consider vaping less harmful than smoking cigarettes. Some. But that doesn't, blah, blah, blah. But they're experts. But he'll, I mean, hell, I mean, if, if, I, if I tell him that, that if he finds out it's you, if he's listening right now, he's allowed to show up down here. He'll bring in, like, full-color photos to show you. John, John Hopkins. I mean, is that? Yeah. I mean, we'll that, agree. That's fair. Oh, okay, yeah, Johnny, right. yeah. Uh, number one point, vaping is less harmful than smoking, but it's still not safe. You're inhaling, like, something that's not oil. on fire. Yeah. yeah, it's not good for you, but, like, in, inhaling smoke is... I know, that was what you call, always used to call tell me Call me crazy. I, I, if, if I have they to... Don't, if, you're, if you're like, Russell, gun to your head, you got to suck on the vape pen or the cigarette. I'm sucking on the vape pen. Yeah, but what they don't know is because it's, it's such a new thing still, relatively speaking, they don't know long-term effects of sucking on one of those things all day, every day. Hmm. You're inhaling superheated. The, like Some of them are like oil that you shouldn't be inhaling. The, the bad thing about it, this is from the John Hopkins, like uh, a new generation getting hooked on nicotine. Yeah, like I, I think that... You know, kids probably look for they look at it the way our generation looked at smoke. Smoking's cool. I remember smoking cigarettes in, in well, high yeah. school. Oh, it's cool. Smoke is so, good. Yeah, I'm so cool with my cigarette. Like that's like nobody takes that first drag off the cigarette. It's like, oh man, this is great. Like it's terrible the first time that you make yourself feel because it puke. looks cool. Yeah. I want to look cool like Paul Newman or something, man. I'm surprised you tried to get away with smoking with your dad being a a doctor. Figured they'd um, smell that coming in the house and there'd be hell yeah, to pay. Yeah, it's a phase. But, uh, yeah, I, I think kids are probably going to think, well, it's, first of all, it's, everybody's doing it. And it's it can't be as bad as smoking. I don't know. Still not good. Better than the toad venom, or whatever it's called. Toad? Yeah. You never, like, you never smoked toad? <laughs> nah, man, I haven't. <laughs> what, what's the matter, weirdo? I thought you didn't smoke it. You licked it, right? It yeah, you can lick, lick it, but what you can also do is you can roll what's called like a duchy, or you can even roll like a regular cigarette. And you kind of like, if you can get that I'm not stuff off the expert. back of it, and then you kind of like paint it on whatever you're planning on smoking. I've been told. Oh. Told. Yeah. Clear. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just getting old and not with it anymore. Not hip. But if some, if the coolest dude in the world walked in here right now with a damn toad and said, "Lick this thing," you won't believe what you're gonna. You're gonna see trails, man. It's gonna. Well, be you're so not cool. gonna do that when you're our age. No, but no, there was a time when you might have thought time. about it. <laughs> yeah, probably really similar to that time frame from that picture you sent us. <laughs> yes. That guy. I told you I'd, I told you yeah, I didn't look like you didn't look a thing like you. I, well, I was a good 20 30 pounds heavier than I am right now. Everybody listen to say I've seen Russell in a beefy moment, like beefy <laughs> Russell. He's like burly. I mean, that's well, yeah, I mean cuz there are certain habits that I might have you engaged look- in and in as a younger man that I no longer do. Well, you look like we you look like beer. a kid. Too. I liked beer. Still like beer. Had the glasses. Ke- I mean, just the catching salmon. Are my favorite part. 
Do what? The glasses are my favorite part. Look like you that, see tomorrow. That's your favorite part. Yeah. The thirty pound salmon I'm I'm holding in my bare hands that I just dove into the cold Alaskan river and, and, uh, and no. caught oh, with my mouth. Yeah, no. It's a John Lennon Coke <laughs> bottles you got strapped on. <laughs> my vision wasn't that bad. You did have you some John Lennon glasses. Those were more for aesthetic. Thought those yeah. were for like you know straight out of the 1880s or something. Lady said it makes me look smarter. Did they know? All right, guys. Uh, so NFL playoffs. Give me your picks for the Super Bowl and tell me what's going to happen tomorrow in Memorial Gym. <sighs> give me Baltimore and Detroit. Oh, taking really, the big going on in Nashville. And I, I think the I think the balls roll. Uh, it, I don't know if it'll be 20, and I don't know if they'll cover, but I don't think we're ever going to look up and be like, oh, this is a little worrisome here. I think they take care of business. I think it's going to be uh, – I'm going with Ravens. I'm rooting for the Lions, but I think the 49ers are going to win it. And then I'm looking for a damn barrel job down there in the uh, in the 615. I'm on the same page as Bear. I would like to see the Lions win that game, but uh... – that being out there, and now knowing that Debo is going to play in it, it, it just doesn't look like the chances of them making it. To they the are a different team with A lot them. of it depends yeah. on how the referees are going to call Detroit. Because Detroit, they play to the echo. The, now, there is a good chance when you got Jawan Jennings involved in this game and some of the hotheads on the Detroit side, we could have a little scrap. It would be interesting to see Jawan Jennings play in this hypal offense. Yeah, how would he fit? He'd be a killer like blocker Brew on does. those outside screens. Would, would he be in the brew role, or would we put him in the slot? He'd be in the brew role. Just for blocking abilities, I would think you'd yeah. have to put him in brew spot. I don't yeah. think he, ha- he had the – and I'm not knocking him, it's just wasn't one of his big skills. But Speed. Yeah, yeah, play the slot role. But it seems like offense. you say that, but it's – all the catches I remember besides the Hail Mary he had here were like over the middle. And every time I see him catch balls for the 49ers, it feels like it's over the middle. Yeah, but Hypo likes his slot guys to have like elite breakaway speed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he would um, – you'd probably go on the outside. Was your take on the – you got the Vols covering? Um, hmm, covering. Uh, I, yeah, I think they have to cover or they are in just a rock fight there in Memorial Gym, but, you know, looking at that Vandy team, they, they really only have two players from that team last year. There's just a steep drop-off in talent from what it was, so I, I see Tennessee winning. Yeah, I'm, I am I guess I'm with uh, Bear and Tucker here. I, I've got the Ravens winning at home, and I've got the 49ers winning at home, and it stinks because I, if the Lions, if, if they had gotten that call correct in Dallas on that Sunday mm-hmm. night game, they would be hosting this game. And oh, I, I yeah. would I would pick them if they were playing at home. But I think 49ers are, are going to be hard to beat at home, and I think Dallas is going to find it – or uh, Denver is going to uh, – Detroit, one of the D teams, is, is going to find it difficult to play out west there. And uh, I like the Vols to cover. I just think they're going to be up for this one. I think they're going to have revenge on their mind, and I think it's going to be a barrel job. Ooh. Boom, baby. What do you got? You got 20-piece? Maybe over. Oh.
Dalton Connect four games in a row with twenty five, and we kind of took the brakes off. You know, put the uh, t- called the dogs off against Alabama. Yeah, I-, I could see him going for thirty tomorrow night. I could too. I mean, at this point, really any game, I'm like, it's definitely possible. Sometimes those shooters like Memorial Gym. Sometimes. Sometimes. I was like, no, Grant liked it. I think Lofton had a couple of big games there. Yeah. Allen Houston so, yeah. about won the SEC tournament for us single-handedly. They're a terrible team in 91 or whatever it was. Yeah, he put on a damn clinic. So, yeah, I, I, I could see DK going off again tomorrow night. Houston shooting any gym. Doesn't matter. It's true. He rarely had an off night. Yeah, you can take him out to that rickety-ass goal you used to have out in your driveway. Hey, man, those are the hard ones to shoot on. Mm-hmm. Russ claims to be a 90% free throw shooter, Houston. It's pretty high. I'm pretty good. What else did you say? You felt like you could score at least a couple of points on Hamji Tamba? Uh, Maybe a couple of years ago, 43, I don't know. I'll get mine. I'll get mine. I know your old ass ain't stopping me. Thank you, Bear. Thank you, Houston. Thank you, Tucker Harlan. Yeoman's work by you this afternoon here on The Drive. Overtime Bill and the boys are up next. Have a great weekend. Don't forget, voluntary reaction after the game tomorrow night. We'll do it again Monday right here on Fan Run Radio. The Drive.